from NPR Music, this is Alt Latino. I'm Ana Maria Sayer. And I'm Felix Contreras. You know what I love, Felix? I love a lot of things, but specifically when we bring on a guest and they have such a gripping, pivotal moment that's happened in their lives, in their careers, something that sets them up like having a, I don't know, like a BCAD type of situation, you know? Yeah, everybody loves a good transformation story. Plus, it makes our jobs a lot easier. <laughs> and it was like that for our guest this week, Carlos Efren Reyes Rosado from Bayamón, Puerto Rico, otherwise known as Farruco. In case that name didn't ring any bells, I can guarantee you've heard the song Pepas. Felix, can you sing them a little for us? <laughs> you don't want to hear it. I'm going to try. No, no, no. You don't want to hear it. Wait, you, want to you have to no, give no. it a try. Come on. <laughs> the singing part. No, no, no. Ready? I'll set you up. I'll set okay, you up okay, with okay. the. Okay. Okay. Ready for the beat drop. Uh, so it's Pepas. You know that part. Pepas. You know what I'm talking about. No. And then it goes, you know what I'm talking about. You're making exactly me sing it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how this is supposed to be set <laughs> That was Pepas, in case um, you weren't sure. And it's definitely the type of song that you're so immediately locked into that you feel like you've known it forever. It's like the thing you hear in the club or at the soccer game or whatever it might be, and you're like, ah, yes, this this dancey song that I always hear here. But it's not the case. You haven't heard Pepas forever. It came out not that long ago. But I will say... In some ways, you really have known it forever because Faruko has been around making earworm hits for your tia to dance to for quite a long time now. A long time being 2010, a long time in the pop music world. Exactly. So a legend in the industry, making hits with all of your favorite artists. Then all of a sudden, Faruko is on stage, like literally straight out of a movie, and he completely transforms before everyone's eyes. So in February of 2022, he's in Miami, he's on tour, and he refuses to play Peppas. He's saying he doesn't want to play the song because of its immoral lyrics, talking about popping pills up in the club. He doesn't agree with them anymore, and he's leaning into this more spiritual and religious era for himself, I guess you could say. He was taking a major stance on his musical past. Exactly. I think people showed up for a fiesta, Felix, and got something a little more misa than they were expecting. (laughs) (laughs) And that was kind of where he left it. I mean, he finishes the tour, and up until this point, everyone, I think, has kind of just assumed he's on this super religious path now. I mean, not knowing much more about the context of where he was at or or where his head's at or his heart's at, just seeing that he's kind of speaking in these more religious terms, I think that's kind of what people assumed. We're here to tell you that it's only half the story. Now, we sat down with the man himself, and as with all things in life, found out it's more complicated than most people think. Okay, Faru feels more comfortable expressing himself in Spanish, so we're providing a Spanish translation of his interview. Now, if you want to hear it in Spanish, you can go to the podcast, and you can find that at npr.org slash altlatino. Okay, Felix, roll the tape. 
Bueno, hola Farruco, gracias hola, por estar aquí. Gracias a ustedes por la invitación. Perfecto. Bueno, you already have a very successful career, millions of streams and album sales, international tours. Then in February of this year, during a concert in Miami, you spoke on stage about a change in your perspective regarding God and religion. Tell us what you said and how this change came about. Pues mira, no, no es tanto religión, porque yo respeto todas las religiones. Sí, lo que pasó fue que... Look, no, it's not so much religion, because I respect all religions. What happened was that I had a moment in my life, like when they update your software, understanding that in this case, it was my soul. I went through some very dark moments in my life, where I got closer to God and... And I reflected on many things. For example, the lifestyle I was leading. The music I made, the message my music carried, the purpose was mostly in order to position myself or be the most famous or number one. I didn't realize that maybe I could do better things with my music and the message it carried. And that also comes as a result of my career. It took a lot of time out of my life, and my personal life was a mess. One day, my career was going very well. I saw Faruko posted here and there, but I didn't have emotional and spiritual stability. And I didn't have that closeness to my family, to my children. And then when I found out how important it was to have my children close, to have my family, to have peace, well, I said, I'm going to start to change things in myself and try to be a better person. So, do you think it was something more internal or external that motivated the change in your life? I think it was internal. I think that people look at artists as if they were a robot or an object. When you are a public figure where you have many followers, that is a power that is governed by how many followers we have, how much money we have, how much acceptance we have, how many likes. And people don't know that behind that, there's a human being who feels, who has troubles, who has needs, who suffers, who cries, who laughs. And we forget that there is a human part in us. And mostly, in social media, everyone is rich. Everyone is famous. Everyone wants to have likes, wants to go viral. But we are forgetting that person who needs a hug like this. A good morning. How are you? How do you feel? And that was what inspired me and motivated me to change. So you're saying it was an empty life? Yes, because, for example, when you're at the level that I am, that many people know you, it's like playing a game and you have the whole board unlocked. You don't understand. Everything comes in excess. Money, women, fame, parties. I mean, everything is in excess. Do you understand me? Then it becomes a void because there's no reason to work anymore. Do you understand? And there is no such thing as a purpose because you have everything at hand. And that makes you, it makes you a robot. It makes you the character you created. And you, you are still the person who really invented that character. Okay, did this internal change happen in a moment or is it something that happened over time? Yo creo que fue una... 
I think it was a collection of moments, one thing after another. The straws keep getting added up until they break the camel's back. And I think that's what happened to me. I had already taken a lot of hits and the time came because one can't give anymore. I've seen many famous artists with everything who have taken their own lives. Others who have fallen into depression at their best moment. And that's why, because you have everything, but at the same time, you have nothing. Okay, so what do you say to your fans, the fans who prefer the old Farruko? Let let them go to YouTube and the video. Look, the word artist is about your art. And your art always has to change. Because when you're an artist, you can't do the same as everyone else. You have to attract an essence of yourself, your identity, something that no one else has. Then you can educate the public and say, this is what I do, and I'm an artist because I am different. I do what others don't do. I bring a message that others don't bring. I project myself in a different way. That's what an artist does. And I think the fan has to think about that too when following their artist. When you follow an artist, it's not because he is the it artist, but it's because what that artist does inspires you. So you're changing your music to to reflect this opinion. Yes, I had to change my music. No, not musically. It's what the rhythms, melodies, and percussions are. Not in the flow. But in the content, yes. What I have changed is the content of my songs. For example, I don't want to talk bad anymore. I don't want to talk about drugs, having no control. For example, when I sang Pepa, I said, Pepa, I'm going to the house, everyone in the discotheque, or they want creepy, creepy, kush, kush, you understand? It was like to say, let's do it. Or do it. Is this change a matter of religion or spirituality? And what's the difference? There's a big difference between religion and spirituality. Because religion is dogmas, doctrine, conduct that they teach you from childhood. And religion, as I see it, everyone has their point of view, and I respect it. Religion separates. Religion commands you to do things. But spirituality makes you feel free. It's not a burden. It's a relationship. Gratitude. You understand everything. There are people who say, no, really? I don't believe in God. We came from the Big Bang explosion, and you respect that. But when I see nature, when I see you, when I see myself, when I see my children, when I see my gifts, when it comes to making music, I say this is created by someone, a designer, an artist. Because in reality, we are a work of art. This is what the old Farruko sounded like. This is the track El Incomprendido. Atención chimoso, el que quiera perder su tiempo que me aconseje. Que estoy en romo pero feo, feo. Y hoy hay que darme banda. Okay, I'm a dad, you're a dad. I have a question about your family. Have your children, have your kids seen a change in you 
in your relationship with the family. Well, sí, mucho. Sí. Yo antes, antes yo dejaba que mi carrera me dominara. Yes, <laughs> yes, a lot. Before I let my career dominate and govern me. You have to go there. We have to fulfill something here. Look, I do it because I wanted the position. Now, well, it's like, is it necessary? Do I need to go? I'm not going to work all year, so I have to take some time off. My family needs me too. Now their dad sings at home. Dad stayed to play with me. Dad takes me to school. He has things that are, although they're insignificant for you, you don't know how they impact your son. Just take him to school. Just play. Take him to baseball practice. Teach him to run. Teach him to ride a bike. You understand me? I mean, they're little things that make an impact on life. Because I remember when my dad took me to school, for me, that was the best thing. And I believe that these are things and details that sometimes people forget about because of the style or pace of life they lead. Because we have to work to pay rent. We forget that time is worth more than money. This is what he's talking about. This is a very poignant track called Carta de un Padre, a letter from a dad. Have you started writing new songs with these ideas? Sí, sí. Yep, I am preparing new songs, including most of the songs that I sang at the Tiny Desk, since they're part of the new stage that I'm bringing. And if you could listen to it and appreciate it, they are very different things from what I did before. Hold that thought. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come right back to this great conversation. This message comes from NPR sponsor State Farm. With budgeting comes the possibility of giving up some of the things you enjoy. For instance, you might be looking at your expenses thinking you're going to have to give up streaming music or pass on the next three-day music festival. Well, State Farm has options, like insuring your ride and your home with surprisingly great rates on both. These good neighbors don't think you should have to give up what you love for great insurance. So for surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Okay, there was a musician from my generation who made a similar change And it was one of my favorites, Carlos Santana. At a critical point in his life, he chose a path of spirituality. And it's something that he's lived with and through for the rest of his life up to present day. Does that sound familiar to what you experienced? Sure. It's that one thing is connected to the other. I'm going to give you my example. Imagine that I did not make this change and that I kept going. It's the behavior that I had, that I would not have approached spirituality. What you're going to tell me is to see a psychologist, go to therapy, that this is going to solve your problems. And that often happens to people. What happens to those people? Or they simply can't find the solution and end up taking their own lives or hurting other people? But when you have the tool of spirituality, which is already something that is in our programming as a human being, feelings are automatically something spiritual. You realize that you need a guide who can work with your feelings. And that is achieved through peace, of reconciliation, of love, of forgiveness, of recognizing when we are wrong, of knowing that I need help, 
of communication. We are talking about the human being depending on spirituality. Estamos hablando que el ser humano depende de la espiritualidad. Bueno, claro. pienso que este farruco es una inspiración. Sí, claro, 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 gracias. Gracias por hablar con nosotros no, sobre gracias, eso. Gracias, corazón. No es una, es una bendición para escuchar eso. Sí. Bendiciones. Gracias. Gracias. Ok, Ana, that is a portrait of a man in transition. A man in transition or, or, or maybe even someone who's already who's already made that leap, right? I mean, I think that maybe one of the things that you typically expect from someone who's had this really pivotal life-altering change in who they are is you're like, okay, I'm going to talk to them and they're going to be like, yeah, I'm doing this thing now. I'm figuring it out. And I feel like he felt a lot more centered in who he was, I think, than I expected. I think he felt a lot more comfortable acknowledging all the parts of himself than I expected and also seemed like he had a really clear head and a clear idea of, of who he is now and, and what kind of messaging he wants to put out there. You know, and it's not without precedent in pop music because, for example, Carlos Santana went through something similar in 1972. He abandoned the excesses of the rock and roll lifestyle and adopted a more spiritual path. El Green went from singing that very, very sensualized music that he did and became a minister. And I think that those are key comparisons to make too, is because I think sometimes the spirituality of artists like Santana feels a lot more palatable to people than than something like Farruko's would be. Because with Santana, it's like that's our association, I think, in many ways, is like Santana being this very spiritual individual, someone who, who, you know, listening to his music is very much a spiritual experience. And spirituality isn't isn't a brand it's it's a personal intentional choice and i love the way that faruko framed his experience with it as being so personal and about what was happening in his own life that translated to the way that he wanted to present himself as an artist we can only imagine the kind of excesses that was part of his life but i got to say as a parent when he talked about wanting to be more of a a role model for his children, that really hit home to me because that's ultimately, that's all we have when, when it's all over is our relationships among, with other people, but especially among our family. Mm-hmm. And what, it's such, an, it's such a noble and beautiful thing to both want to, you know, work on those relationships and be there as a parent, but also like that desire to mejorar yourself, you know, and to constantly keep growing. And I think hearing from him the reasons and the and the feelings both internally, externally, I loved that moment where he said something along the lines of like he equates it to like the updating your software, essentially. He's like updating your software, but in this case it was <laughs> yeah. my soul, yeah. is what he says, which is such an incredible way to frame that for for others and also for him to see that that's what was happening for himself. I think that that's something really beautiful and something to aspire to. I'd expect that kind of analogy from a songwriter. he knows how to he knows how to make it easy on the ears (laughs) he knows how to turn a phrase (laughs) and that seems like a great place to end the podcast you have been listening to Alt Latino it's a production of NPR Music our editor is Hazel Sills our production assistant is Fio O'Reilly our team organizer is the great Grace Chung our audio editor this week is Jerusalem Truth and big thanks as always to the main jefe Keith Jenkins VP of Music and Visuals 
And special thanks to Alexei Horowitz-Ghazi, the host of NPR's Planet Money podcast, for his English translations. I'm Felix Contreras. I'm Ana Maria Sayer. Thank you for listening. <laughs>